uh, welcome every, everybody to Tecla podcast and uh, this is quite new podcast and the first episode uh, will be with uh, Morten Kasik from Consolis Group uh, Chess Estonia but before we start uh, I would like to say that uh, this episode will be in uh, video format in YouTube and also in audio format uh, in podcast uh, platforms so go ahead and uh, and see in your favorable uh, file format uh, how you like to consume uh, don't forget to of course subscribe and follow our our channel to see more more these kind of uh, podcasts when they come up um, first of all uh, consolis group is uh, one um, they are dealing with uh, mainly precast uh, construction structures uh, from uh, design to manufacture and uh, they have more than 11,000 employees at first when I was looking the map uh, then I was thinking that uh, they are the customers that are all over the world but actually the these are the entities uh, that they have all over the world mostly in Europe but uh, also I found uh, in Brazil and Asia so quite big uh, group but today's uh, guest is uh, from Cess uh, Estonia, that is uh, one part of Consolis Group, and um, they are located in Tallinn in Estonia, and uh, they are doing design mostly in uh, Nordic countries like Finland, Sweden, Norway, and also uh, Denmark, and for the Baltic countries, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania. Uh, Morten can uh, correct me if if there if there is some mistaken or something wrong, but um, I believe so. Uh, Morten Kasik uh, has been worked uh, in this uh, CES Estonia more than five years already and uh, like many uh, structural engineers he has started from as a structural engineer uh, and uh, raised uh, top to and now his position is design modeling tools project manager so he will uh, probably say a little bit more what he's doing but uh, it's basically um, improving the quality and as they are working with Tecla structures then uh, I think it's uh, there will be a lot of valuable information uh, side notes on personal notes come out uh, I know that Morten is a very big athlete and he has done uh, many uh, bicycle marathons 89 kilometers not the easy one and not the only one I have done one running marathon and I would say not anymore, but I don't know what's wrong with him and he's doing more and more these uh, bicycle marathons and he has done also running half marathons, so uh, going in different uh, areas. So Morten, welcome to our podcast and uh, tell me a little bit, uh, was it uh, correct or would you like to add something that I missed out? Yeah, I think you are uh, 95% uh, correct. So. Uh, just a few words also to describe uh, the background and uh, and my work relationships with both uh, Estonia and uh, Consolis. So it is uh, true that I have been in the in the group uh, for over five years. I think five and a half already. Uh, from from this time, uh, first uh, three years, I think, or three and a half years, I was uh, working uh, directly uh, for uh, Estonia and I was working actually for the Swedish uh, business unit uh, design teams. So I was involved in uh, in uh, design projects uh, for Strangbetong uh, Consolis, which is also part of the Consolis uh, group. 
And uh, actually, that time was really interesting because when I when I started working in uh, Estonia, we had, um, if I'm not mistaken, we had probably three, three or four uh, Tekla structures uh, licenses. And uh, w w when I came to work in uh, Estonia, I I had previously a little experience uh, with uh, Tekla. And, but then for the first, I think, half year, I worked only in AutoCAD. Uh, but then at one point, uh, we took uh, one of the first, if not the, the first uh, real big tech lab projects uh, for the Strangbetong design team. And uh, the design team was, I think, eight people. And I was the only one who had uh, ever seen Tekla structures uh, before. So this uh, project was a real uh, learning curve for me, but the entire team, because I also had to mentor and uh, train the others uh, there to use tech lab but uh, yeah that was the background from uh, design but uh, then at one point uh, i switched my hats a bit and started working more for the consortis uh, group so actually today i'm uh, sitting in tallinn office but uh, most of my work is for the entire consortis uh, group and working with the design tools uh, for uh, for the group itself so like uh, sten said uh, the position is uh, as a de design modeling tools uh, project uh, manager and actually also a second part of my job nowadays is as a BI development manager, which is working with the Tecla and also how to use the data we get from Tecla and how to make better decisions on it. Uh, but yeah, most of my work is really like Sten said, to work with the design tools, both internal developments and also working together with Trimble to make some common development projects to make life easier for the, for the designers. Cool, cool. I, I'm glad to hear that uh, you were from very start, or from very quite beginning. And uh, can you give uh, some overview or how was the, at the beginning when you started? Uh, there were at the beginning uh, three or four licenses, tech licenses, and the first biggest projects. So, uh, how was the starting with Tecla in your company, in your case, and then? And also, yeah. if you would start today a new company, then what would you do differently learning from this, uh, your experience? Yeah, good question. So, uh, so from our side, uh, I guess um, our starting point was a bit simpler than for most because uh, from the Swedish side, they had already built their own uh, business uh, environment also in Tekla. So they had all of the profiles, uh, settings, uh, drawing templates, and so on. Everything was there. Of course, the only only big obstacle was that everything is in uh, Swedish. But uh, the technical vocabulary we had established uh, to learn in uh, Swedish uh, before, since uh, we, we had been working with the Swedish templates in AutoCAD as well. So uh, that, that wasn't such a big obstacle. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the starting point was, as said, so that uh, I was the only one who had used uh, Tecla before. And I had been also involved in some projects in Consolis as well in Tecla. So I had some understanding on how, how should you even reinforce elements and how should you create drawings. But it was uh, mostly still uh, learning on the go. With, uh, I, I think still on occasion, we look back at this project with... Uh, the same people who were also working on it. I think most are still in uh, Estonia working. And uh, we have uh, told many times that uh, if we would do it again, we would probably not do anything differently because we didn't have the knowledge to do things <laughs> different. So of, of course, in hindsight, it's really easy to say that, uh, yeah, we would have 
maybe uh, looked more how to automate the creation of drawings and how to use more compon components and, and so on. But it was, uh, yeah, mo mostly learning on the go. But uh, even in this first project, uh, I started uh, creating custom components. I had no experience with that. But it was uh, really, really looking re very critically at what you're doing. So if I saw that I need, I have 500 wall elements and I need to add a very specific detail to all of them, then I started think thinking that, hey, maybe there is an easier way. Like in AutoCAD, you have blocks. And then I Googled a bit so that you can create custom components. Uh, I must admit my first custom component was uh, quite ugly and uh, very robust, but uh, it did, did the job. Uh, but uh, if I would give, give some advice to someone who starts uh, working uh, with Tecla in their company and starts implementing, I think it's really easy to, uh, or really important not to start uh, running immediately, but uh, first uh, plan a bit uh, that what, uh, what uh, templates you're using, what uh, Tecla environment you're using. And uh, if you have some very specific solutions you're creating, and then uh, definitely uh, look uh, into the Tecla warehouse that maybe there are some tools already available uh, that can help you. Or uh, if not, uh, then uh, definitely I, I would advise to look into the uh, Tecla forums uh, where there's a lot of advice in how to create components or uh, how to make your uh, work better. So really look very critically uh, in the way that uh, don't use Tecla as you used uh, AutoCAD. Make sure you uh, unleash the potential there. Okay, there is one thing is uh, the templates and, and all this kind of like uh, your company environment came from Sweden. Uh, and on the other hand, uh, one side is the development or the environment and the other side is the knowledge. So in your case, the knowledge, uh, I think at that time we didn't have many, many uh, Tecla like courses in Estonia and so your option or only option was uh, to go internet surfing and see uh, from different forums and start learning by by going through these uh, yep. free sources yes exactly who who don't know listeners uh, then uh, in uh, TS guide uh, blog articles I have given out that article I think 11 or 12 places most of them are free with links where ha can you learn Tecla for free there are different kind of uh, Trimble only uh, own uh, how to say the environment where the, you can learn then there is YouTube channel uh, some uh, um, profiles brought out to follow and um, there are many links if you if you want to start learning and then not ready to go by a by a course how is uh, today uh, so what what do you think today uh, what is the most important when you uh, want to work with Tecla and, uh, and do this kind of like engineering job? Is it uh, about this uh, development? Is it about training? Is it uh, about uh, hiring the most expensive like uh, skilled workers or designers? Or is it, or is it make sense to train inside or how to some procedures or technology, optimization? What do you think? What what is the uh, the key of success? Let's say so. Yeah, great question again. So how I look at it is that uh, Tecla is uh, Tecla is a huge toolbox, and not just Tecla, but you have a lot of extension in uh, ex extensions in Tecla warehouse, 
And the, even in the standard Tecla, when you open it, uh, there's usually for doing one specific action, there are uh, 10 different ways uh, to do it. So um, I, I would say that one of the most important things is, uh, is uh, really to see what you need for your company, what are, what are the challenges you need to solve with the software and make sure you find from this uh, huge uh, toolbox uh, the main tools uh, you should be using. And uh, definitely, if you have uh, more, more people in your company, if you have a bigger company, then make sure you um, create some procedures or steps that the designers uh, really, really need to do there. I think a good comparison, once again, is the old saying that if you only have a hammer, then everything is a nail to you. So <laughs> make sure you, you fill your toolbox with, uh, with more tools you can uh, use, in the, use in the solution. You mean as your position is uh, the design tool uh, develop or the uh, team manager and also you mentioned a lot of uh, choosing the correct tools and when you started your first project then you learned quite quickly how to do these custom components so um, question to you is uh, how you decide today there are two options when we have to do something then one hand uh, we can put the time to for the development and the other and the time equals money and on the other side we can uh, put this time just do it so when you how you decide uh, when it's reasonable or the return of investment of development is uh, make sense of creating these kind of tools and and how complicated because with the custom components already you can do very specific complicated and you can do simple ones as your first ones were, but they were doing the job so how you yeah. approach this question yeah uh, very very good question and there are m many different answers to that. Uh, so uh, uh, the, the first thing, if you really start with uh, Tecla, the first thing to uh, look at is that these really small, quick wins that you can achieve actually for, for uh, these cases, creating the custom components is, uh, is uh, really easy because uh, of course with custom components, if you create something very complex, then it will take, uh, take more time for you. But uh, some really simple first uh, detailing components, uh, maybe it only takes one hour or two hours uh, to create them. So how we approached it at first when we didn't even have the skills to create very complex, uh, complex uh, tools uh, for ourselves. And the first thing we uh, uh, try to estimate is that, uh, okay, if uh, doing these uh, drawing automation settings uh, will take me, uh, I don't know, 24 hours to develop, uh, but if, uh, if my project hours are uh, 1000 hours, and if uh, doing this uh, 24 hours of uh, development, I will save uh, 100 hours in uh, design work, then it's a no brainer, I need to do it. Uh, but if it is not so clear, if it is a benefit in the short term, then you just need to evaluate that uh, does, it, does it add benefit uh, in more than one project? So if it is a tool or a setting that I can use in all of my design projects, uh, then, then it uh, may not give you back all the time savings in one project, but uh, looking over the uh, timeline of one year or uh, two years, uh, then you will uh, see the see the benefits. Makes totally sense. H how you are uh, solving the question or problem that uh, how many engineers do you have in CES Estonia working with Tecla, more or less? Uh, I think it should be around forty-five if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so the, the, there's quite many people working and if somebody's doing a great tool or settings, then how you um, 
like ensure that everybody are using or have access and they know that there are this kind of new tool and how to use it uh, do you have uh, procedures or something to recommend or how you solve this question yeah there are a few different options for us so uh, as i said we are working for the business units in nordic countries so uh, and if we take as an example uh, sweden which is uh, one of our biggest uh, colleagues in uh, in, in the group in Strangbetong in Sweden, they have uh, more than 100 designers. And actually, if we look at the SES organization, which is not only in Estonia, but it is in Estonia, Poland, and, uh, and uh, Romania. So all together, we have in Consolis uh, designers working for Strangbetong, almost uh, 200, uh, which means that if we create some very small, smart tools here in uh, Estonia, we, we don't only want to keep them to ourselves because we are all one group, one consolis and one, one says, uh, which means that actually no, nowadays we are more and more uh, really looking into that. We need to use the same tools and uh, work in the same way to make sure that we don't uh, reinvent the wheel uh, every in every project or, uh, or every company. So to share these uh, tools and, um, and maybe some settings, we, we use the Tecla capabilities of the firm settings, of course, which are set up by uh, our, um, our colleague company, Strangbetong uh, in Sweden. So uh, they are sharing their own uh, settings and uh, files there. But we are also using the option in Tecla to have the project uh, access pro project uh, settings where you can also share your uh, customized content. And uh, that is the location where we share our uh, content in the SES office in Tallinn and also with the Polish and the Romanian colleagues. And just to share as information to make sure that people also use the tools, because that is one very critical thing, which, uh, which is actually, actually the biggest thing to solve that, uh, okay, you can create a lot, lots of uh, tools and settings and rules, but how to make sure that people really, uh, really use them. So of course, we try to share information as much as possible in our company newsletters and communication channels. But one, one very good challenge we have started to solve now during this year is how, to, how could we automatically check and verify if the people are using the, these tools. That's another mm. topic. Sounds, uh, yeah, <laughs> new interesting challenge, but, uh, but I think uh, this kind of like, um, we are doing also Estonian, uh, Tecla Estonian localization environment and uh, the, we have gone to this way that uh, we are giving out the release notes try to keep them uh, really simple short easy to consume and, and uh, give it out I assume that your developments are in English as there are different countries and different people uh, connected or how you manage with the language language issue because uh, some things are coming from Finland, from Finnish environment, and then yep. uh, I have a struggle sometimes. <laughs> yeah, for, for us, it's uh, it, I think it's a transition period because uh, Consolis is historically a company uh, that has uh, uh, bought different companies from uh, different countries, which means that each uh, each business unit, like from Finland and Strangbetong, they have a lot of old older tools as, as well which are usually in their native language, so in Swedish and Finnish and so on. But uh, now all, all new developments are done in English and it's mainly for the reason that, uh, to, to, to have the option that the SES office in Tallinn or Poland or 
Romania that we can uh, do design work for each of the Nordic countries. And for that reason, all the tools and user interfaces, everything is in English. Uh, but of course, the output, the drawing, uh, drawings and such, uh, they are still in the local language. Uh, Martin, what do you think, uh, how we would say that, uh, I know that you are doing from, for Nordic countries and different countries and in Czech, Estonia, you have also these kind of like dedicated uh, different business units. So uh, what would you say, what's the main difference of uh, these business units and uh, working for different markets? Uh, yeah. So if, uh, if we ask the question from our uh, business units and from our designers, then everybody thinks that we are uh, really unique and uh, really, really special. And our uh, wall elements are really unique and uh, completely different from the other companies. But uh, there's, a, there's a very, very good example for that, that if you, if you go to the factory and ask the wall element itself, hey, wall, do you know which country you are in right now? So, Actually, the element doesn't care where where, where they are. <laughs> but so so actually, I think the differences are a lot smaller than we think. So if you look at the, uh, of course, there are differences in what are the solutions in the connections and lifting items that are used and so on. But uh, the basics are still the same. That you need to have some uh, tool for uh, adding lifting items to elements, and you need to have a tool to add the uh, connection elements uh, or connection items to elements and so on. But uh, of course, uh, there are definitely market differences uh, still. So if, uh, if we look at the work done in uh, our Strangbeton business unit or Parma business unit, then their work scope is a bit uh, different. So in Parma, they produce uh, really standard solutions mainly apartment buildings, uh, usually the span of uh, holocaust is very similar and the wall elements are really uh, simple. But uh, Strangbetong as a business unit, uh, they do more uh, tailored solutions uh, as well. And um, you mentioned that the different countries have different, uh, for example, embeds and connections. So how do you uh, use this? Do you use different uh, firm folders, different uh, project folders, uh, or do you use different uh, model templates? So how you have this kind of like uh, packages, uh, how you start or you have the same uh, base? Uh, it, it don't depend yeah. for what uh, uh, country or what segment, what company are doing yeah. this. So th th that, is, that, is, that is a very good question and uh, something we are uh, a lot working right now in, uh, in Consolis and and actually, we are creating a common environment now for all Consolis companies. So historically, each company has had their own Tecla environment. They have maintained it completely separately. So everybody has been using their own firm settings, own templates, and, and so on. So definitely, not everything can be made common. Not everything can, can be standardized. But uh, the adv advantage will be that uh, if you have more and more common tools, then you should share the common, common things. So we have a separation of uh, common tools, which are same for all business units, but uh, then still each business unit has their own folders where they can store their own templates and uh, own uh, content. Uh, you mentioned that you are going uh, for your own uh, custom environment. Uh, I have noticed that uh, bigger groups and, and uh, companies are doing these uh, custom environments. Uh, can you bring out some pros uh, why to use uh, custom or modify the custom environment 
start taking care of this instead of using a default environment and uh, why not to have the same files in firm for for example uh, what 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 can you bring out for uh, why to why to create a custom environment for your own company yeah i i think it uh, probably gives you mainly the flexibility that you can uh, you can really use your own uh, folder structure even if you have some special way you want to have it but uh, mainly to make sure that everybody in your company is really using the same settings and if you want to modify the settings to make it a bit different compared to the national environments like sweden environment if you want to modify some things there then you still still have the need to create your own uh, company environment so can you tell me how big is cess uh, estonia or or your this uh, kind of like bim managers group whose main task is to develop uh, different tools and uh, for example also develop this keep eye on this environment to uh, the updates there and how big is uh, the group of these people in your company yeah so uh, usually it is so that in one of our uh, business units so whether it is uh, barma in finland or uh, spancom in denmark so usually one uh, one business unit there is one uh, tecla specialist or or a development engineer, however you call it, uh, who is uh, maintaining the local part of the environment and also providing uh, support uh, for the users if, if needed. Uh, but since we are we are a group, uh, since we are consolist, then we also need uh, someone from the central organization to organize all of the communication between uh, different uh, business units. So for that reason, we also have development engineers for the consolist group and uh, even uh, even uh, developers only committed to uh, doing the development or intern of internal uh, tools. So we have these teams as well. Uh, can you reveal any any tools or projects or what, what are the most things you are working with? Is it on the drawing side, some modeling tools, some co-working tools or what kind of tools uh, or what kind of projects you have ongoing and or what you're planning to do? Uh, yeah, I think the best and uh, biggest example right now is a project that has been running for a few years now, but uh, we are getting closer and closer to making really big steps in it, is a Holocore uh, design tool. Uh, so it's an end-to-end -end process for uh, designing Holocores in uh, Tecla structures. Uh, so it uh, starts with uh, getting the project info from our ERP system. So what is the number of the project, name of the project, uh, uh, so basically all the information about the project, uh, then you will uh, model your uh, Holocore and what is important there is that uh, the Holocore tool is in the background is using uh, Tecla's own floor uh, layout tool, uh, but uh, it is connected to our own databases. So the Holocore profile and the information about the Holocore itself is uh, coming from our uh, databases, uh, just to make sure that uh, the quality of data in the model is exactly like we uh, need to have it. And the importance of uh, this uh, data is that our Holocore tool will uh, is uh, capable of automatically calculating all of the Holocore. So it will ca calculate each, each Holocore separately and will apply the minimum needed uh, strand pattern uh, there in, in the model. And the calculation is also actually done with an internally developed uh, tool uh, for, for our purpose. And of course, the end of the tool is that you can generate the drawings automatically and publish the information to ERP systems again for the factories to work with.
that so is uh, just, yeah just one example of our current design tools but uh, there are a lot more so you are putting a lot of uh, effort and time to the uh, automation part and, and to make it uh, faster and also minimize uh, human mistakes or these uh, human errors that can be can done. Yes. Uh, can you give some... Um, oh, can you more than tell me how, how goes in uh, CES Estonia console is uh, general workflow in, in your teams or in, the, in design teams uh, when you are seeing some project you, you want to do the estimation, uh, some offer and then concept design and finishing project and how far you're going. So how normally goes in, in your company this whole um, workflow? Can you give me some overview? Yeah, very, very difficult to answer that what is the normal workflow. So, okay. of, cor of course, there is the ideal workflow, so how we want to have it. Uh, but uh, and then you still need to consider that uh, the, you, you will get a different input uh, from uh, different uh, clients. So input can even be on a PDF or, or uh, on a DVG. Uh, then I ideally, you will even uh, get the correct IFC or, or even a Tecla model, which you can already work on. But uh, of course, the ideal solution would be that you will al already create the estimation uh, project. So the tender project, you will also create in uh, Tecla and you will create it in a sufficient enough quality that uh, if you need to work on the project uh, later to make it more detailed, you will uh, already use the same model. So you wouldn't need to recreate what you have already uh, created. And then you will go with uh, the same model to the end, so you will uh, finalize the project in the same model where you started it, just to really avoid that you need to uh, recreate a model after tender. It's uh, so something uh, probably many many listeners as well uh, know that if you create a tender project, then you, you usually the de deadline is in two hours or in the next day, and you will create it uh, really really quickly, and then it's not a very accurate model. Then you probably need to need to recreate it. But there definitely are also benefits if you um, if you do the tender model in a really accurate manner. Uh, what what would you say? Of course, it depends of the complexity of the project and then the size of the project. But uh, what can you say more or less? How how much takes uh, for you or the company, uh, the normal engineer there? to make a tender model and, and uh, take the quantities and based on these quantities uh, make the offer. So how, how much are you willing to put the time uh, for this to create this uh, good quality tender model? Yeah, it's a, it, it's a very good question. Like you say, it really depends on the size of the project as well. So it can be a day or a week, but uh, just, just if I think from my own perspective, then, uh, then uh, I, I think the reason the tender models may, may maybe not so accurate isn't uh, because you need to rush or anything, but it's it's uh, more about the way you do it. So it could also be that uh, if you utilize the tool uh, correctly, if you use all of its uh, functionalities and all of its uh, power. Uh, then creating the tender model in an accurate way also uh, wouldn't be so much more uh, time consuming but uh, to to give some real numbers it's really hard to say i understood that you have your own erp system and and they are connected with 
different uh, informations, uh, probably about the embeds and stock. Um, can you give me some examples more how, how you use these uh, Tecla models when later when you start uh, modeling the Tecla model and uh, what kind of uh, additional, let's say, user-defined attributes to use uh, your own ERP for your own ERP system or some uh, time scheduling or statuses cost something? Yeah, we, we, we definitely add quite a lot of information that can be used in the site or assembly or in planning and so on. It definitely also differs a lot between the companies as well. But what is something that definitely everyone uses is the, is the design statuses. So you can take any model in Consolis and you will see what is the level of development of each element. And then this is something you can see from the model. You can see it if you're a project manager, if you're a modeler, or if you're doing uh, estimations and, and such. And if we talk about the link with uh, ERP, so then at the moment you publish the element to ERP, and then uh, we have a lot of information there also about the elements. Uh, yeah, everything from the basics like element uh, geometry and so on, but also all of the all of the properties that we add as uh, UDAs to the elements. But the more interesting part is uh, that uh, how can you get the information then back from the ERP? Uh, like what is the production status? Is, is the element already produced and so on? So uh, we have exa examples uh, where we are also utilizing that. So you can, in your model, you can see what are the production statuses also. Uh, because uh, since we have our ERP, uh, then for each element, you can, uh, of course, you can go into the project portals and check manually if your elements have already been casted. But uh, for the designer, it will be really valuable information. If you, even if you start modifying an element, you will get a notification that, hey, this element is already casted. You cannot modify it anymore. So uh, this is the place where the real benefits uh, should come from. Okay. And sharing the statuses goes uh, using the Trimble Connect or how you share the different or you have your own development uh, sending back and forward the information or EFC files so how do you share uh, between uh, engineering uh, maybe management and also the factory different kind of information yeah, with between the different uh, design teams, it's of course uh, just through uh, Tecla itself, uh, through model sharing. But if you're talking about communication with the client, uh, then it would be through the Trimble Connect, where you can also see the see the statuses. Working with clients uh, or also engineers, what kind of uh, solutions or softwares do you use more? I see. I I heard that. Uh, Tecla structures, uh, AutoCAD is somewhere also waiting. <laughs> uh, Trimble Connect, uh, your own ERP system. Uh, what kind of uh, softwares or solutions do you use more for communication, sharing information, for calculations? Uh, yeah, I would like to even answer from uh, what I would like like it to be uh, in, in all places. Of course, we are not utilizing it uh, to full capabilities yet, but uh, we know that uh, in Trimble Connect, you can uh, link, for example, you can uh, link uh, drawings to the elements, you can link the calculation files to the elements. So that, that would be the ideal case. But uh, to, today, it is not implemented uh, definitely everywhere in, in the group. 
But what do you use for for analysis and calculations? Do you know what are the most used uh, softwares? Yeah, there are a few different, but uh, but mainly one of them is uh, Fem Design, uh, which is uh, mainly used in uh, Sweden. But we also have a team in Romania who is uh, very capable in using the Fem Design for the global calculations. And then for calculating the elements itself, we have internal tools for calculating the holocore elements and also wall elements. Do you know how is the? Do you have any experience how this fem design connects with the Tecla structures? Do you do do different kind of like calculation and modeling, like Tecla model, or can you import export communicate between? Do you have any experience? I know that there is. I know that there is a link, uh, but uh, we actually haven't uh, have, haven't uh, used it. Uh, so currently, it's uh, still one model in Tecla and uh, one analysis model. So the uh, next, I would like to know the quality, as uh, it's quite old company and and uh, quite many smart heads uh, around there. So. Uh, do you know what are your tips and tricks, or how you use to, or what do you do to raise uh, uh, Tecla structure model quality? Yeah, I think my top tip number one is uh, Tecla organizer. Uh, it's uh, really useful for uh, really uh, looking at the uh, model as a model as a whole entity. So if you want to check some specific parameters for all elements, it's really easy to uh, uh, show them in a list. What are the, for example, different exposure classes? Uh, what are the concrete classes, and so on? And you can use it use it to visualize in the model with different colors, where you have different concrete classes or some other parameters. I, I even used it in one case to uh, make a tender model that I received, and I wanted to clean it up and make it uh, better. Uh, the use case there was that uh, a lot of the elements were a bit crooked, so the end point of the element was five millimeters un under the start point. But uh, then I also used organizer, so I just uh, took all elements into organizer, and there you can really easily add a parameter that what is the z coordinate of the start point and end point. That it was really easy to find out where you, you had differences. It probably took a few hours with uh, playing with organizer, and I had uh, the the model all, already clean. So uh, that that is the first part, and the second part with quality is uh, definitely to really. Uh, really look at it in that way that uh, the more effort you put into modeling and uh, detailing in uh, Tecla and the more you use different uh, tools and components and uh, rules in the modeling work, the less time you spend in uh, drawings. So that is the key point I would also mention. Okay, so drawings uh, are taking uh, less time creating yes. drawings. Drawings do will take know, less time and the less manual work you do in drawings, the better is your quality there. Do you know, do you have any kind of like uh, estimation how much time uh, more or less you, uh, your engineers are putting on modeling and how much more or less goes for, for the drawings? Yeah, so if, if we take, for example, walls, which are quite... Um, um, maybe not as standard products as holocores, uh, but uh, then uh, generating a drawing of a wall, it can be uh, from uh, from five minutes to many hours. So then it once again de depends a lot on the complexity. So if you're doing really standard uh, elements or or very simple elements, then you can utilize a lot of the standard um, 
auto dimension settings and uh, automatic part marks and so on. So uh, these kinds of elements, I would say that if you spend more than 15 minutes in a drawing, then it's already too much. So it shouldn't be called creating a drawing. It should be called generating a drawing. Drawing should be the automatic output. So that, that's a good point. So uh, simple boxes, standard, standardized elements is uh, one key point of uh, getting a project done or these results uh, as fast and quickly. Uh, do you have any any other tips or how to make uh, Tecla more efficient or how to get the uh, results faster? You, you mentioned the automation, have the standard uh, elements, then it's easier to create the drawings. Uh, do you have anything uh, more? Uh, yeah, so w one thing that I could mention is that uh, different companies have really different profiles. So if you're working for Cast-in-Situ or are you doing precast or are you doing steel? So if you open Tecla, then uh, all the tools in the toolbar and in the component catalog, you, you have a lot of different uh, tools. Uh, so then, then for me and for a lot of the designers, what I have heard from here and there is that uh, you need to clean your uh, workplace a bit. So you, to make sure that what you have in the ribbon, what the tools you have there and what you have in the component catalog, they are structured in a way that you don't need to always search where your thing should be and what you should do at what time. So then, then it's a bit about customizing basically the user interface for yourself to make sure everything is in a handy location. Yeah. And, and here can come also the company uh, BIM leaders uh, in handy to, to at least some of the customization, bring out the tools that the, they are using more in company, bring out them and, and share this uh, uh, environment already for the users. And of course, users can tweak them more as, as they want. Okay, uh, the next question um, is, uh, you have been connected also with different projects. So can you give me some, do you have any, any project to talk about uh, where, where was something interesting going on? For example, something was very uh, complicated or, or the schedule was tight or project uh, anyway, something different and, and uh, you managed to do it somehow. Yeah, so uh, I, I think to that question, I can answer uh, with the ex a lot of different examples we have from our uh, Swedish company. So since uh, we are working in uh, precast, but uh, we all know that architects are uh, really creative people, and especially with our sandwich uh, elements, so our three layered elements, uh, we, we have a lot of uh, very interesting uh, facade solutions uh, that architects uh, want to have. So a, a lot of different, so different ways you can uh, treat the facade. So you can have some kind of uh, waves in the facade or, uh, or even some uh, pictures in the, in the facade in some, some format. So our factories can, uh, can do, do these things quite, uh, quite easily. That's no problem. But uh, quite often it's a problem that how do you model all these uh, really complex uh, shapes and uh, patterns that you need to uh, have on the, on the facades. In uh, newer Tecla versions, they have quite quite a lot of uh, tools there, so you can make some continuous uh, wave pattern or uh, step pattern in the facades. And especially if you use the wall layout tool, uh, then it is quite quite easy to do. But if you if we use the Tecla version uh, 21, and I'm not talking about 20 with 21, but the old, <laughs> old Tecla 21, 
uh, there it was a lot more complex. So I think in projects we did like four years ago, where for some reason we still used uh, Tecla 21, uh, there it was mainly about using the DWG profile. So you created some profile in DWG, you exported it into Tecla and uh, cut out the shape of the facade to make it uh, make it look nice. So that was one of the one of one of the more complex we, things we have done. And uh, one really interesting project we did um, last year. I didn't do it myself, but I was uh, consulting others a bit uh, how we should do it. Is that uh, we we created a reinforcement model uh, to a bridge. So it is really out of the scope of our usual work since we only work with precast, but it was a bridge in in Estonia, and it was with a quite complex shape. So it was curved in different directions, and it was quite a challenge to figure out the best ways in Tecla structures how how you add the rebars in these really complex curved curved elements, but. We, we succeeded quite well, and I must say that Tecla is really flexible in uh, providing all these uh, different, uh, diff different cases and solutions. What, what was the, your solution for this breach? Uh, because I had uh, one client also uh, from breach industries, and uh, it was, there are quite um, some different tools, let's say, so for creating yeah. breaches and, and uh, quite nice uh, solutions. So what was your solution? Yeah, so as you said, there are a lot of different ways uh, to do it. Uh, so we exp experimented with uh, almost all of them. So uh, the shape of the bridge uh, we managed to create with the Teclas uh, bridge creator. Uh, that was very handy. So you could, uh, since we had the 3D line of the of the bridge, so we knew how it works in the 3D world, and we had a cross section. Then it was quite easy to get the shape of the bridge with that. But to do the reinforcement, that was a bit more a bit more complicated. But the good thing is because the basically the direction of the bridge, so how the cross section changed in the 3D world was almost the same. So then what we did was that we modeled the one meter long element like a dummy element which in which we added the reinforcement and copied it section by section inside the bridge. But I think uh, at least my personal opinion and conclusion is that if you end up uh, with the need that you need to create a lot of bridges and do the reinforcement, uh, then you need to learn how to use grasshoppers. Do you know why Consolis and, uh, and CES Estonia has, uh, or they are putting effort on or, or want to take uh, Tecla structures more and more in use and what are the benefits and and uh, what is for example if some of the listeners are still using AutoCAD then many times I get the question that AutoCAD is basically for free uh, Tecla structures is uh, so much more expensive so why should we make the investment uh, why it makes sense to start learning this complicated software and uh, does it give oh, how, how comes this how it makes sense <laughs> to go over yeah i guess for me it's uh, quite uh, tricky to even answer it because i cannot even imagine anymore what it would be like to work in uh, autocad but i can definitely try to answer that one so uh, I think eventually if the customer gets the building, if you can walk in the building and you can use the building, then as a customer in, in some way you don't really care how the drawings and how the design was uh, made. 
But uh, let's say that now if you're a customer and if you want to get the as-built model, because nowadays it's it's uh, quite often that it's not just a building the customer wants, but they also want to want to get the model later. So if you want to later do some changes in the building in, I don't know, 10 years or 20 years, then you need to have the as-built model, of course. And that is something I think with AutoCAD is uh, super hard to achieve. So that is one thing. But uh, but also another thing definitely is that uh, more and more uh, clients want to be involved in the process of uh, of uh, designing a building. And uh, once again, if you're using a 3D model, if you do 3D design, uh, then it's a lot easier to show the client already in the conceptual design phases that what is happening and what are you designing and, and so on. Do you know, is there any, any difference also uh, have you measured uh, about, for example, the speed or how, how fast you, you can do the project? Is it uh, faster, slower or, or comes uh, some, some difference out also uh, the quality or, or the mistakes? Or... Yeah, so if, you, if I think back to four or five years ago when we took uh, Tecla and before we were using AutoCAD, then we definitely were not more efficient uh, uh, from the beginning, but uh, the reason for that is that we were basically, in some ways, we were using Tecla like AutoCAD. So you first created the model, uh, then you created the drawing, and you did everything in the drawing manually. You added all of the dimension lines and all of the marks, and you did a lot of modification with, with hiding parts and showing parts, uh, and so on. But if you uh, if you really uh, if you really use Tecla as a tool, it should be. If you use all the automation settings, uh, I don't have the numbers because we don't really create the uh, AutoCAD design anymore. But I find it quite impossible to believe that I would create a, a model or, or a design with AutoCAD more efficiently uh, compared with uh, Tecla. And especially since you mentioned the quality aspects, uh, then in a 3D model, it's uh, really, really easy to check for uh, conflicts, especially uh, since more and more we get uh, IFC models from other design parts as well, like from the ventilation design or, or piping and so on. So if, if you get the up-to-date IFCs every week from the other design members, then you can weekly just check in the 3D world if you have conflicts with other design parts as well. So that is something really hard to do in the 2D world with AutoCAD. What is uh, what do you think? Uh, what are your comp inside the company? What are your plans with uh, Tecla structures and developments? Where, where you are planning to go, and uh, what do you think uh, generally, globally about BIM? Uh, where this world goes? Uh? Yeah. So the first question is a really, really good one, and something we have uh, been uh, struggling, or not struggling, but we have been thinking about it quite a lot. That. We are uh, doing a lot of different uh, developments. We have a huge number of uh, designer, designers in different uh, countries who are working in uh, different ways. But it has, uh, it has seemed to us uh, before and more and more that we really haven't had the information, uh, the data that actually where is the time going in the Tecla models and uh, how can we improve our efficiency? How can we make sure our designers are really using the tools that we provide them? And uh, there is one thing that we have started that actually we will we can uh, gather some automatic information from the usage of uh, Tecla. And uh, through that, we can see from all of our designers in Consolis that 
how many custom components they were using on that time period, what were the custom components they were using. And uh, also, if you create some automation settings for drawings, you, you can uh, check and follow up if uh, we are using these automation settings. And, uh, and it's not just about tracking the tools that we have created, but it's also to find about the tools that we are not using. So uh, we can compare between different uh, business units and companies that maybe there are some uh, very good productivity commands uh, that the one company is using, the other is not. Usually it's just because people are not aware of these tools. So then we can make our uh, knowledge base between different uh, designers a lot more uh, common. But I think this is a common theme to uh, really use the information to make decisions, not just to make decisions, decisions uh, based on uh, feelings. And same goes for uh, following the information that we have in the Tecla projects and models. We all know that it is, uh, you can create the reports from the models where you can show what is the design status, how many kilograms of reinforcement have you added. Uh, but uh, using these reports, if you, if you create the re reports, let's say automatically every day, and you use some uh, other uh, tool for analyzing and transforming this uh, data, you can have uh, live up-to-date uh, dashboards uh, for each of your uh, models where you, you see what has happened with your model in the past uh, few months and you can already make predictions uh, how the next few weeks uh, uh, should be going. So once again, to, to make sure that we have the data from the model, which we can use to make uh, decisions on. Uh, making decisions on based on real data is, uh, is uh, something that, uh, that I think it's very important also. And, and generally about the BIM world or in, in global, what do you see where, where it goes, the construction, um, on the construction sites, uh, yeah, so a, a lot of things will happen, <laughs> but uh, definitely there are um, a few different standing points uh, from where to uh, look at that. So in, in the world that we are right now, where we all know that we need uh, more and more information for uh, different uh, reasons. So, so if I would start with, for example, the environmental impact that the in industry is uh, providing to, to the world itself, then more and more customers, especially in the Nordic countries and other places as well, really want to get information also about their buildings, that what is the CO2 footprint of the, of the building. And if you don't have a proper model with the real information that where is the concrete coming from, where is the steel coming from, what embeds are you using in your elements? If you don't have that information, then it's impossible to try to calculate any real CO2 footprint. So that, that is the one part of BIM that for each material or each element that you put in the model, there is some kind of connection to your, either your databases or some connection where you can see what is, the, what is the material really used. Just to give one example that even, even which factor you produce the building in. So for us, we produce precast elements. But for the customer, it's a big difference if we produce it in a factory that is uh, 2,000 kilometers away from the site, or we produce it uh, 200 kilometers away from the site, because uh, the transportation cost and also the CO2 emissions coming from there is different. So basically, if you go to, in an ideal world, if I go to the ERP system and I change the factory, the uh, building elements will be produced in, then the client will see okay, now I have this CO2 footprint, a lot less. 
So uh, once again, it's about the uh, information that we can get uh, from the models. Uh, and another part definitely is the collaboration between the different uh, counterparts, like between architects and, uh, and the construction and the different, uh, different design, design uh, disciplines. So to really make sure that we would get more efficient uh, in that sense as well, that it wouldn't be so that everybody's sitting in their silo and doing only their own design part. And eventually someone will get all of the 10 models together and see that there are 1000 conflicts in there. So uh, I, I think it's a really big challenge for the construction industry to uh, make sure that uh, it wouldn't be so like it is today that only hunting is uh, worse in efficiency uh, than the construction industry. So we need to need to gain, gain in that sense. I think uh, BIM, BIM is the key there. Ecological thinking, uh, especially in, in Nordic countries and, and uh, Europe developed countries, people are willing to, to, to pay more to yep. be good. So thank you very much for Morten, uh, for your great uh, podcast interview. Uh, if uh, anybody is interested, then you can go to CES webpage. Uh, find the information about uh, CES Estonia or also Consolis Group. Thank you very much and we'll see you in the next episode that will be hopefully come out very soon. Take care and see you soon. Thanks, bye. bye.